And welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this week is Janet Stolfi-Alfano, who's the Executive Director of the Connecticut Diaper Bank. Janet, welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am well on this snowy day. I know, I know. It's a, it's a snowy day. Obviously, I'm not in studio. I'm working remotely tonight. So how have you been since the last time we've seen each other? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I've been well. We've been busy, of course. Um, certainly, we've ramped up distribution, you know, because of the pandemic. But also, we know that diaper need was um, existed before the pandemic. Um, about fifty thousand children, age zero to three, had diaper need before the pandemic hit, and so we've really ramped up to try and meet that need that exists. And now that we know has increased over the last ten months or so. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the Connecticut Diaper Bank and how you guys got started and exactly what you guys are. Sure. So the Diaper Bank of Connecticut was actually founded, we were called the New Haven Diaper Bank. We were founded in 2004 by a wonderful woman, Joanne Goldblum, who was a social worker that lived and worked in New Haven. And as part of her job, did visits to families in the community and saw that many families did not have access to basic needs, including diapers and other items like cleaning supplies and toiletry items that are not covered by WIC or food stamps. And so she was um, really an extraordinary, she still is an extraordinary person who decided to do something about this and got together with some like-minded folks um, to really start this organization that is meeting the basic needs of families. Starting from those initial five partners in the community, these organizations like childcare centers and home visiting programs that already worked with families um, and had relationships with families. And it was really important to make that connection with a trusted um, organization in the community for those families. And to now we have over 60 partners across the state of Connecticut and you know we're expanding still. Um, so it's been um, really 16 years, over 16 years, and we've distributed over 26 million diapers. And wow. one it's right, it's it's such a it's kind of, it's such a large number, but what we know is that the need is much greater than that, that we're scratching the surface that although we are, you know, one of um, the largest diaper banks across the country, we know that we're just scratching the surface of need. Um, we need to be doing more. And the need in our state is really, really, really um, severe. I'm sure, I'm sure, especially during the time of what the, the pandemic we're in the middle of, it's, more, it's most important right now. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, we we started hearing, of course, about the many um, businesses that were closing and folks um, having to go on unemployment and the uncertainty around how folks were going to be able to, in fact, meet their basic needs. You know, we've seen the very um, visible work of the food bank um, and the food pantries across the state. Um, and those food distribution efforts. Um, and we know how important that is. And sometimes, you know, diaper need 
and need for other basic hygiene necessities gets uh, somewhat overlooked in that. And so we are working to continue to raise awareness for that essential basic hygiene and health needs. Um, and that, you know, we are so grateful that in the food community, there was um, emergency COVID assistance from on the federal level. Um, we didn't have that for diaper banks and these types of hygiene and basic necessities. And so we rely on the generosity of donors and support from the community foundations. We were so lucky to get support from the um, Community Foundation for Greater New Haven, Fairfield County Community Foundation and the Hartford Foundation for Public Giving and many generous um, individual donors across the state. We know that, you know, um, that the need still exists, even with those wonderful um, donors and those wonderful opportunities from the foundations. And so we um, are still plugging away, you know, doing fundraisers, asking folks for funds, working with our colleagues across the state in order to help really meet this need for families. You know, another thing that we've seen, um, particularly around um, needs for infants and toddlers, is that we started hearing about the need for um, access to formula. We're also hearing about the need for, um, you know, period supplies and senior incontinence products. And those are areas where we have expanded to offer more of and so we are also adding those things to the types of items that we provide. You know, we look at it like we are providing really basic health needs across the lifespan. That these things are products are slightly different but they are also quite similar and that in their own way they each can have an impact on how individuals and families really go about their day-to-day -day activities, that not having these types of products can actually, you know, hinder an individual with a baby or, you know, uh, someone um, who needs a period supply or an incontinence product from doing a day-to-day -day activity, from leaving the house, from um, just doing the things necessary uh, to be a fully functioning and healthy um, person in society. And so we feel like that is uh, vitally important. Um, and you know, are, are hopeful to both continue to distribute and increase our distribution of these items. And then also think about how can we make sure that we change the systems that um, prohibit these items from being covered more fully? How can we work to make more access to these items? How can we make it easier than relying, you know, solely on um, the wonderful charitable folks who we are so grateful for um, we know that, you know, we need more of that, but that we need more than that. Um, and so what can we be doing to help that? And what can we be doing to help that? <laughs> Glad you asked. Thank um, you. <laughs> that was my softball. That was my softball team. So, <laughs> um, of course I talked about, right. Increasing donations help us right now, certainly because that need is emergent, um, and continues to be you know, um, just something that is um, so severe. And so we're working on that right now. What we are also doing is thinking about, you know, we know that um, for senior incontinence products, there's 
a mechanism for funding for them, um, uh, funding under Medicaid for them, and they for low income folks. And so we feel like the reason why they're funded through Medicaid, a couple of key reasons. One, you know, folks are low income, um, and so they qualify for Medicaid as a senior. But two, that it's known that having an adequate supply of incontinence products for seniors helps reduce the likelihood of more severe health-related complications. And we feel like, and now we know with some data and research that doing that for diapers for infants and toddlers would have the same result. You know, um, one of our colleagues um, at the Moms Partnership, Dr. Megan Smith, who um, published along with um, several colleagues, the first ever study on diaper need and its correlation with the mental health of moms. And that diaper need was most highly correlated with uh, maternal depression than any other severe need that families had. And what she has recently looked at is the incidences of UTIs in um, infants and toddlers who are covered under Medicaid. And it's one of the highest um, reasons that um, infants and toddlers are treated in the emergency department. And so we know that there are costs associated with that. And we think, you know, by providing this item, we can actually prevent some of those illnesses and um, expenses related to that. And so, you know, it's getting a little wonky and in the weeds, but we know that this makes sense for infants and toddlers for the same reasons that it makes sense for seniors, that it's preventing further health complications and those associated costs. Right, exactly. And can you maybe tell us about the, when we talked about it a little bit during the opening of the show about the lifespan and how that works? Sure. So when we think about um, providing, you know, basic health and hygiene needs across the lifespan, what we're talking about is these products that are related. So, you know, infants and toddlers obviously are in a specific time frame where you need uh, diapers, you know, usually kids potty train around three years old. And boy, I, my kids are in high school now, but I can remember those days like it was yesterday. Um, but that there are, you know, there are some children who have specific medical needs for incontinence products after that. And so, you know, we also have the ability to distribute those kinds of items as well. Um, and so when I talk about across the lifespan, that's really what I'm thinking about. Like these types of items that are so personal um, and so essential for the health and well-being of, you know, infants and toddlers and young children who need those items. And then going forward to thinking about period supplies, these are very personal um, health-related needs um, that, again, if you think about, you know, the continuum, yeah, incontinence products, period supplies, and then, you know, older folks who also have these kinds of um, issues or the need for incontinence supplies, um, it's so very personal and so very essential to the health and well-being um, of, of your family member, of your, you know, your infant, your toddler, your um, colleague, your sister, your mother, your grandmother, uh, folks you know use these products throughout their lifespan. And so we want to make sure that 
simply because um, you don't have a lot of income that, you know, you should have these items no matter what. That's basically the bottom line. You should have access to these items. You should have the ability to have these items throughout your lifespan, the end. Exactly. And from what I understand is you guys actually recently expanded. That's correct. So we, um, in, which seems like several years ago, but actually it was, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was uh, 2019, we were written back into the state budget because, you know, Connecticut has been really such a leader on this issue um, not just our organization, but really thinking about the state and the folks, um, the legislators and, um, you know, governors who have, you know, um, where we had the first proclamation for Diaper Need Awareness Week in the state of Connecticut, uh, former Governor Malloy. We had the first line item in our state budget that was um, such a strong advocate in, um, she was Senator and then former Mayor Harp. Um, you know, we uh, worked on the first ever economic analysis of a diaper bank in the country. Um, and so Connecticut has always been a leader um, in this realm. And we got put back into the budget um, July 2019. Um, and so the plan, again, was to expand throughout the state of Connecticut. Um, as I said a bit earlier, we were started in New Haven. And then in 2008, we expanded to Greater New Haven, Hartford and Bridgeport, and then Middletown. And then we've just been slowly growing as we've been able to um, increase our donor base and funding and also um, increase the education about this need. So as we've been able to do that, uh, we've been able to get back into the state budget. And um, I think we're in every county now um, and we still um, have a little bit of room to grow. And so we are um, you know, looking to expand and to meet more of the need that exists um, both geographically, but also, um, again, reaching that, you know, close to 50,000 infants and toddlers, and then adding those other products um, to what we have to offer so that we can more fully meet the needs of all the members of the family, uh, and, you know, including infants and toddlers, including uh, folks who need period supply and other types of incontinence products. So we are really strong in our mission of trying to meet those needs um, and and moving forward are hopeful to um, continue that good work with the support of wonderful uh, charitable folks across the state and then also certainly public support um, um, from the state as well. We are grateful to partner uh, with the state of Connecticut in making sure that folks have access to these needs. Now, as far as, because we're in the middle, as far as the middle of the pandemic goes, how does that affect you guys with fundraising and getting the word out and what you guys are doing? Yeah. So um, there are two really interesting things happening at the same time. Um, okay. Certainly, I feel like the pandemic has um, highlighted the essential nature of these kinds of items. If you recall in the beginning of the pandemic, it was really difficult to get toilet paper and those kinds of products because, you know, um, I, you know, it's interesting because um, folks talked about that a lot. Like, why is everyone stocking up on toilet paper as a little bit of a, you know, it, it was somewhat humorous to folks like, right. LOL, you know, everyone's stocking up on, on toilet paper. But if you think about, you know, sort of the essential nature and, and um, um, just um, 
how basic is that? You can't even consider not going without toilet paper. And for many families, you know, that is a real issue. Diaper need is, is so similar to that. And so the, the need has been highlighted because of that. Um, and so we had some new donors to our cause because of that. But the other piece of that is, you know, we have really um, severely cut out volunteer opportunities. So we are not having anyone who's not a staff person in our space. Um, and so that limits our exposure to folks. Um, for a little while, we weren't accepting any um, donated diapers or other products. We started to um, let that happen again. Um, but, you know, keeping my staff and the staff of our organization safe uh, is such a high priority. And um, it's really important for us to be extra careful about how many folks come in and out of our space. And so that's something that we struggle with. We try to, um, you know, promote virtual diaper drives and virtual collection events where folks can raise funds on our behalf. But we know that for uh, many folks, doing those kinds of um, diaper drives and collection events is really a great way to engage folks. So we um, have let that um, start back up again to some degree. And, you know, so, so that's kind of like both sides of the um, issue where the pandemic has both raised awareness, but also limited our ability to uh, continue to raise um, funds and awareness in the way that we normally do. And I know that one of the other diaper-related that's on the shoreline is they're doing a diaper drive with the local police departments. Are you guys involved with that? Yeah. So our friends at Bear Necessities, um, they do such a great job with the law enforcement diaper drive. Um, we, we love to work with them. They have done, again, such an amazing job. Honestly, I think it's grown every year. And I'm not, I forget how many years they've done it, but uh, it's certainly grown. Um, and we are happy to work with folks who, you know, are passionate about this need like we are. And so we offer, um, you know, ways that we can partner together. So we work with them a little bit over the um, pandemic when they had trouble getting certain sizes. And so we were happy to work with them to make sure that, you know, folks on the shoreline had what they needed as well. Um, and so they do such a, a wonderful job. Um, and we're, again, happy to work with them and happy that there are folks in all areas of the state who see how important um, this issue is and are working hard to meet the needs in the community. You know, diaper need exists in every community in the state of Connecticut. Um, and I think you know, folks would be surprised to, to understand that, to know that, you know, this could be hidden right in your community. Maybe you have a neighbor who um, has this need or, you know, the other issue as well with, you know, period supplies or incontinence products. This issue is in your community for sure. Um, and so it's important for us to talk about it and raise awareness about it uh, and help raise the needed funds and help to advocate uh, so that folks can meet this need. Absolutely. And as far as I was actually doing research, because I was doing, I did an interview with Tina Bascom from Bear Necessities recently about yeah. their law enforcement diaper drive. And she was yeah. telling me that diapers are not covered by WIC or food stamps. Yes, that's correct. I didn't so, know that. Yes, many folks are surprised to hear that. 
Um, and there's, you know, there's a couple of reasons around that. It is fun. So WIC, both WIC and food stamps are funded through the Department of Ag Agriculture federally yeah. and are considered primarily um, nutrition programs. Um, and so, you know, that's the right sort of the um, bureaucratic reasoning behind that. But what we also know is that we would never want to take money away from those essential nutrition services. Like, right, folks need the, those funds uh, for, for food supplements and for uh, formula and for other types of um, nutrition supplements. And if we were to add diapers to that, you know, we could not guarantee that they would increase the funding for the, those, uh, you know, those types of items. So we would never want to take away from that essential food security for families. Exactly, exactly. Now, if people, before I forget, if people want more information on the Connecticut Diaper Bank, where should they go and what can they find on your webs on the website? Sure. So our website is thediaperbank.org. Um, and we have a, a little um, snippet up there right now. We are in the process of revamping it. So we're going to be so excited to launch the new website. But there is some basic information on there now. Um, they can also give us a call if they um, don't find what they need on the website at 203-934-7009, extension 111. And obviously that is men during the week. And if people- Correct. Monday through Friday, and if, if it's after hours, voicemail and somebody will call you back. Yeah, leave a voicemail or even if they want to, um, if email's easier, info at thediaperbank.org okay. and someone will respond. Very nice, very nice. So we got a little bit more time, more time left. Mm -hmm. What else would you like to educate everybody about? <laughs> um, let's see. Ooh, there's so many things. Um, just that, again, right, this need existed. Uh, before the pandemic and that it mm -hmm. has been extraordinarily exacerbated you know you at, at home you watching you can have an impact on this issue by supporting the work that we do by talking to someone about it you know checking in on your neighbor um, there's so many ways that you can be involved and engaged and it's important that you are and i'll leave it at that exactly you guys are you guys are a very worthwhile organization and i i've actually interviewed you before because you and I when met through a, another mutual friend when one of the local radio stations was still active and that's how we met and I reached out to you the other day and you're like mm -hmm. sure I'll be on with people again why not absolutely absolutely <laughs> well we we appreciate it and we appreciate yeah. you talking about the yeah. issue Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And in talking the necessities, I understand that the diaper drive is a short time. It's only, I believe, sorry, I believe it kicked off today. Oh, yes, I'm not sure. That, I'm, then, but, I, um, I believe, I, let me see, I believe it kicks off today and ends like the 15th or 16th of February. Yeah, so help them out if you're if you're around. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And if people want to help you guys out, what do you how do they do that? Yeah, so uh, go to the diaperbank.org. Uh, there's many ways. Again, you can be engaged and involved you know, by donating uh, funds or your time, or um, just reach out by email at info at the diaperbank.org. Cool. Janice Sophie Alfano from the Connecticut Diaper Bank. Thanks for some time, and we'll see you again. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good night. On behalf you of too. Janet Stolpe, off on Pete and Betty, thanks. A good night, and we'll see you next time.